Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today we are joined by some of the wonderful cast from Netflix's The Woman in the House Across the Street from The Girl in the Window. Uh, we're joined by Mary Holland, Shelley Hennig, and Christina Anthony. And Mary, I wanted to start with a question for you in the way yeah. that you've shaped your character's relationship with um, Kristen Bell's character, Anna, because that's obviously a central precipice and relationship for her within the show. Um, yeah. And I love the fact that you're playing this character who kind of unabashedly shows up for her friend, is there, you know, the first person to sit there and listen to her and really give her the space that she needs, but also still never hesitates to kind of step in and call her on things as well. And I thought that you yeah. struck that balance of the two spaces really nicely with, with Kristen. So I was interested in how you worked to shape that. Yeah, well, I mean, working with Kristen, she is, um, she is just an incredible actor and creator. And it, she's just so easy. I think all of us can attest to how easy it is to uh, fall into those relationships with her and build a dynamic with her between these two characters. And I think uh, part of what was so much fun about playing Sloane um, and working off of Kristen and, and Anna's energy is that Sloane is very much a, a steady grounding presence for Anna. So, you know, get, when I would come into a scene, Kristen would be sort of, you know, consumed in, mentally and emotionally in this story she was telling herself and so to get to come in and like witness her in this kind of uh tempest <laughs> and then sort of try to bring her back down to reality and but do so in a very gentle way knowing that she's been through so much in her life recently and that you know grief is so hard to process and work through and so um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed getting to play that character in this story and, and be that presence for her. I love that. And then jumping over to you, Shelley, um, you know, because we're talking and the show's already come out, so we can dive into spoilers a little bit. Um, I was interested in, in how you shaped the duality of your character because you have this idea of, of who she is potentially, you know, we kind of maybe only know fractions of that. And then you have the external version of what she allows other people to know about herself and the way that she's presenting herself to the world. And as we learn, obviously, there's a very manipulative element to that. And so I was interested in, in how you approach shaping a character that essentially has two very different facets within herself potentially. Yes. Um, also, I really want to say really quick, Mary, because we haven't been able to talk. I loved the, I'm so sorry, but the dynamic where you were kind of like freaking her out and like a little bit on her, was that in the script? I can't remember. Or is that something that you added where you were like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is that something you did with Michael or Kristen or something you Yeah, I mean, Kristen and I, we, we did a lot of improvising, a lot of just, just kind of playing and, and um, because I think we did want the, the dynamic between the two of us to be very loose and playful and sort yeah. of uh, have, a, uh, have a real levity to it and a, yeah. um, an ease. So we, we definitely improvised and like found stuff in the moment and Michael was so, yeah, supportive. Yeah. It became a really fun bit that like I never would have thought of. Oh. Anyway, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, so I think chastity, well, first of all, when I auditioned for Lisa, I didn't know there was a chastity. Um, so that was kind of a fun uh, <laughs> surprise. This is kind of the, the, the mini series that kept on giving. Um, so that was really cool when I met with Michael and he's like, yeah, so your chast chastity character, I'm like, who? Um, but chastity is the most real version um, of those two characters. Chastity is who she is at her heart. 
Um, Lisa is a very put on, almost like a Southern pageant girl, uh, you know, cliche, if you will. Um, yeah, so it was fun to kind of bounce between the two. And Lisa was some at times like uncomfortable because it was like acting on top of acting. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I really dove into the like housewives kind of like smile with, you know, while you're arguing yeah. kind of bit. And, <laughs> yeah, and I like so well. Yeah, <laughs> good. But it, it worked because, uh, you know, Kristen and I, it just sort of happened between us. And I happened to watch a lot of reality shows. Um, but yeah, it was, I will never forget doing the scene at the trash can with Kristen. Like, she scared the crap out of me, but like, I also scared her with the smile. It just was one of those, like you were saying, the dynamics that you created on the day that I didn't know was going to go that way. And we just kept, like, we could have done that scene for like 10 minutes. In fact, I think we argued with Michael to do it again. Cause we had even more, we just wanted to live in that world of like, mm-hmm. oh, hi, you know? Uh, so that was really, really fun to play. And then Christina, with your character, you know, we learn a few episodes in that she has kind of an emotional connection to Anna within the story. And so that kind of explains a lot of the empathy that she comes forward with in their interactions. And so did you find that that really opened up the space that you were able to play this character in? Because it's not just about playing a character who's coming in in a procedural way. There's a lot of, of kind of like emotional texture underneath, even before the audience knows what that reveal and connection is. Oh, yeah, I this woman is ridiculous. What police officer, <laughs> what police officer holds that for so long <laughs> that I know your family. In fact, I know your husband and the same guy that ate your daughter. I know him too. Uh -huh. I, I, I arrested him. Oh I was God. the one actually that let him go. I, I just think that what what a terrible detective she is. <laughs> Um, and the fact that she, and she really doesn't, does she detect anything during this? I, I went back, I had a chance to watch it too. And I thank God for Kristen Bell slash Anna slash Veronica Mars. She, she solves the crime for <laughs> this. Yeah, I think, but it was fun because I think just similar to what Mary and Shelly were saying, like, Kristen is so open to playing. We're, you know, open to improvisation and just like building a rapport. And so we kind of played the game of we, we do we, are, would we be friends outside of this? I think we would, but secretly, yeah, this detective, I, I let the guy go who killed and ate your daughter. And I'm not going to bring that up to you for three episodes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It just, it's, it's just so, it was ridiculous and it was so much fun to play. Yeah. yeah. To have that, to have that secret literally, and then blurt it out with a straight face. It was, it was it, and I, it. so funny. It oh, was thank good. you. Yeah. yeah I, it's, it, I feel like across the board, like hearing Shelly and Christina talk about this, it, it, it really having as an actor, it's a real dream to get to just lean fully into a genre um, and play play to the tropes of that genre while still having uh, a self-awareness to that play. It's just really fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. And while we're talking, yeah. I was gonna say about favorite moments. Also one of my, that just kind of informed you about a person. One of my favorite moments that Shelly has is when she comes first comes up to meet Anna 
and she asks Neil really quickly, do you have change to tip the driver? Yes. And he gives her the money and she says, no, something smaller. And then if you look, it's $10. And you want to be like, ma'am, you came from the airport. I'm sure $10 is probably not even enough. It's so stupid. It's so small. I just loved it so much. I'm like, this woman's terrible. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to dive into. I think for so many years in my career, I was, I'm sure we've all felt this way. I, I, but I can only speak for myself. I was always, it was always the good girl. And like the, so for the last like five years, I found that, you know, the writing for women has been so much more interesting, but it took a minute for me to die. I know I'm making a, a big moment out of this. Sorry, but like that was a big deal for me to play into yeah. like a terrible person. And so that's, terrible. I, it's so fun. I mean, Thank jumping you. off the back of, of what all three of you are talking about, you know, you, you have these, these very ridiculous moments, but they're played so straight faced and the performances are all on the same page, all incredibly grounded. And it's the circumstances and the external elements, which are the places that get really ridiculous for them all. Um, and so I was very interested in, in how the creative team kind of worked collaboratively with you in, in discussing the tone, figuring out the tone to make sure that all of your performances were landing in that same way, because nobody's coming in and kind of giving a side wink to the audience of like, we know what we're doing right here. You know, like you said, you're you're delivering the news of like, I know the guy that ate your eight-year-old daughter with complete severity. If I'm completely honest about my experience, there was no conversations. Michael was like, you do what you do. And like, he really, and I, I felt he really just trusted that who he hired understood it from the beginning. And I, I, I don't know, that was my experience. And that I assume that was, yeah. Does that, was that sort of what happened for you guys? Yeah. I mean, I also think we, we had a table read of all the episodes um, before we started. Yeah. Shooting. And I think that was also very helpful with all of us getting on the same page of uh, the getting an understanding of the full picture and then getting to read with each other and, and watch each other's sort of, you know, uh, approach this dialogue. And what I think is so brilliant about this writing and, and Michael's directing too, because it, it is so, um, it is a really fine line to walk where you're, when you make a satire of uh, such a dark genre, um, it could so easily tilt into melodrama or or too broad or, or you know, it can, it's a real tightrope walk, I think, to, um, to do, but I, I do think having that that table read and then yeah, Michael giving us the freedom to play within that um, really helped, I feel like, get us all on the same page. Yeah, and I had a chance to, I think in my conversations leading up to it, yeah, I didn't get a lot of information, but I was told, I believe one of the writers, the creators, uh, Rachel Ramrus told me, oh, just watch Gone Girl and you'll have it. And I hadn't seen Gone Girl. And so when I watched it, I was like, this was very dark and very serious. And I came back to her and Michael and Kristen. I was like, I, I watched it. It was quite dark. They were like, that's it. You did it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it was nice. One would think you would want to see more, a less uh, subtle par um, parody, you know, something that's much more hard laughs, really kind of hijinks and campy. And to have that like a source material to kind of refer to, I thought was really quite 
elegant and genius. I wasn't expecting it. So yeah. Grounded. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And it does make the humor hit in a really surprising way. Like it's, it, it's almost like, like you listen to some of Kristen's, um, <laughs> the dialogue, <laughs> like the dialogue and the narration she does when she's talking about taking risks and how like confusing this, <laughs> it's so subtle, but you can, it, I, there are so many moments in the performances and in the, in the writing that made me laugh out loud, but it was, it was not a, it was like a sneaky comedy that is sort of like, you know, layered in in a really smart way. That's such a good word for this, like sneaky. I feel yeah, like yeah. that's key. I also think the the camera is another player in this. Yes. Some of those, some of those pan ups and pan downs, I, I was just like, oh, come on. The come music. on. Let's talk about the music. Oh, yeah. Almost like so poppery a bit like in a in a spoofy way oh my god I was dying yeah that's great and and Shelly kind of jumping back to your character a little bit more with what you were saying about how fun it was to play kind of a terrible person it's also fun to watch a terrible person who you know isn't just incredibly confident in themselves but also you get to see kind of like the smarts the intelligence you know she's doing a lot of work tracking down her next target and really putting the time and dedication into kind of crafting these characters and like we see this the way that she's pulling the mark now isn't the same story that she's done in the past she's trying something new she's changing it up um, which is kind of fun to watch as well Um, and so I was interested in in kind of the fun for you and that aspect of well of getting to play not just a character who's doing fairly terrible things but the joy in being able to kind of show that she's actually really really good at it and she's very talented at what she does yeah I feel like I I believe I played like she loves like the godfather she loved like there's always like a bunch of like movies where it's the male leads who get to do these things and we root for them and we want them to be bad and you know, like casino or whatever. Sorry, his mosquito. Um, and so I just dove into like her wanting to be the female version of that. Like, why can't I? Um, yeah. So I just, I, I honestly, I didn't overthink it. I was just like, it'd be fun to play the female version of this. What I really liked about chastity was also the dysfunctional dynamic with Rex. <laughs> like, he could him pairing with each character like Anna and then Chastity like brought out so much comedy because he's just so earnest and um Benjamin just played him so well uh I just love their dysfunction um yeah it was it was like it was like uh, the three stooges really but you know just the two two and two uh yeah I don't know it was it was just fun to be like the guys who do that all the time so I love it. Mary, one of the lines that you walk really well with your character is, you know, you're playing someone who puts her entire business and livelihood on the line and takes out a half a million dollar loan on her business um, for her best friend as bail, which again, on paper is is fairly ridiculous. But you also play this character in a way where it feels like she never loses her sense of identity and who she is and kind of still kind of always knows who she is at the core of it. And right. so it doesn't feel as absurd. And I was interested right. in how you found that line and that balance. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, I, I it, it, you know, what's so interesting is, because that was one of the audition scenes was where uh, after, you know, she bails her out and is like, I took out a half a million dollars. And even in reading it, I was like, that sounds reasonable. Like, it, it didn't seem <laughs> absurd to me. 
truly at that, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you gotta take out a half million dollar loan. That was what you do. It did not seem crazy to me. And I think that that is, is really what, uh, I mean, not that I, that's something I, I can do <laughs> in my life, but <laughs> nobody um, should call you. <laughs> nobody should call me. Don't, don't. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there's a, there's a, um, with how I thought about Sloan is that she, she really is very matter of fact about things. And um, I think that is exactly what Anna needs in her life. Like she's not really, it really struck me how lonely she is in this, this world that she's in, even though she has all these neighbors and people who like are commenting on her life, but being a presence for Anna that uh, is, can give her those matter of fact, you know, um, that point of view. Yeah. It, it just felt very, it all felt very sort of reasonable to me when I was playing her. I didn't like have an awareness of the silly things she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and Christina, there's, there's a little bit of a parallel with your character to Anna. You know, Anna's going through this whole journey of, of self-forgiveness and, and kind of going back to, the the ridiculous connection that your character has at the same time you know she's still kind of going through this trajectory of, of reconciling with that and figuring out what that means for herself and so you get to kind of play the arc of that journey that she has within herself internally as well and so I was interested in in how you wanted to approach that aspect of her yeah I think I think the entire time I was thinking again this woman is ridiculous is this how good is this detective um I also think that when she first comes to the door and um, she asks if she's Anna Whitaker, I do wonder if she has a moment, if the detective has a moment that's like, I wonder if this is the same Whitaker family on the same block that ate my coworker's daughter. You know what I mean? I, I just, I was really stuck on that. <laughs> like, that's hard to forget. That seems like such a sticking point. Um, and the fact that she kind of keeps that in but I also think that the detective, as I was kind of reading her, I, I like from the outside looking in, she doesn't seem to have a lot going on either. And we kind of talked about this a little bit. Like Kristen would ask me, like, what is she up to today? Like, where is she headed? What is, who's at home when she gets home? And I'm, I really thought like, no, this is her life. She wants to find something. She wants to find a case and she needs to redeem herself. And so I think, as much as it pains her to have Anna arrested when she finds the paint, what is the thing called? The, the, the yeah. paint knife, the, scalp, scalp? the palette knife, the palette knife, the palette knife. I think as much as, it, yeah, I think as much as it, as much as it pains her to arrest her, I think at the same time that um, Detective Lane is like, this is my chance to get it right. And so that confrontation they have when we're, when I'm interrogating her in the room, I I feel for her, but I'm like, you're you're going to jail and I kind of need this notch in my belt. It's then also though that we have this hilarious moment where she tells the story of like how she came to be a flower painter, artist, and to sit there with, we actually, when we taped it, I had to sit there with a straight face while she told me that story, mm -hmm. even though we were cutting away to something else. And yeah, I say all that to say, I, I just, 
I think that the detective, while she wants to be friends with Anna and she wants to trust her and believe her, she's got to go for her own. So yeah, she's she's on her own journey and is to redeem herself. Well, for I so letting Master Mike go. Yeah. <laughs> I so appreciate all three of you diving into the show and, and talking about it with us. It's a, it's a really fun binge watch for everybody. So thank you so much, Mary Christina and Shelley. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.